Hi, I'm Jess, a women's health enthusiast raising my family around the world. And like you, I'm a girl who's seeking solutions. And I'm Cody, a holistic health practitioner, functional nutritionist, and a period problem solver. Did you know that periods don't have to feel like a monthly curse? That's right. We want every girl to actually look forward to her time of the month because our periods can tell us so much about our health. It's time we start seeing our periods as our girl superpower. Yep, we are here to change the conversation about periods and everything else related to our health and happiness. Let's talk. Hi, friends. Today, we are actually really excited to have a guest. Her name is Elizabeth Baker. So soon, Cody will be diving into a conversation with Elizabeth, who actually has realized through her adult years that she has been struggling with ADHD. And this, Cody, I don't know if you find this too, but more and more adult women and, well, males too, are realizing that they actually have ADHD. I think it is often associated with some anxiety and, you know, people are just assuming that they have a huge struggle with focusing and completing tasks. But I know that for Elizabeth, she was actually listening to a podcast and realized that she identified with a lot of the um, kind of symptoms that Mm -hmm. were described as ADHD and that set her off on her journey to find her own solutions for what she was personally experiencing. Are you are you hearing that this more commonly, Cody? Yeah, you know, in fact, um my brother in law actually realized, mm-hmm. you know, his whole life he's had ADHD and it wasn't until into his adult years that he was diagnosed and it made so much sense for him because then he knew, okay, this is what this is and this is how I can deal with this and treat mm-hmm. this and, you know, and how I can structure my life and and treatments around it. Yes. Just that knowledge is so important. And and I love this story with Elizabeth because it was, like you said, she learned through listening to a podcast. Yes. And so hopefully one of our girls that are listening today who maybe has felt like she's dealing with, you know, debilitating anxiety like Elizabeth was, or she's dealing with other, you know, kind of symptoms might recognize some things in her story and hopefully can help get them on the right path too. Yeah. And Elizabeth will have a chance to tell you guys more about her personal experience. But my personal experience with Elizabeth was that she actually approached me at an event and she told me that she is a customer of Mixers and that um, her power has changed her life and that she's been so grateful for this tool in her, you know, mm-hmm. health journey with her ADHD. And we just love Elizabeth. We're excited for her to be a guest. And before we um, dive into that conversation with Elizabeth, we wanted to visit just a fun little question box that we had put up. We're celebrating, we had been celebrating our birthday all of August. And so we put up a question of tell us your worst birthday stories. And you guys, <laughs> first of all, there were actually hundreds of submissions. So unfortunately, a lot of our mixers girls have either witnessed someone having a terrible birthday oh. or have had one on their own. I know. We hope that all of you actually, you know, end up having fantastic birthdays <laughs> from here on out. But I also think it's fun to just like kind of laugh it off. Right. With these, with it's these friends, it's gonna happen at least once, and maybe. it's gonna happen. Yeah. And just know you're not alone. So, first of all, um, one girl wrote, "I got the stomach ache at one a.m. on my birthday. I was out all day, couldn't even be around people. So that's Aww. super lonely. This made me laugh. Slash, I probably would have totally cried. And I'm impressed that you didn't tell anyone because I would have been like, "Oh, sorry, I'm not gonna make it. It's my birthday." But someone wrote. <laughs> I went to another girl's birthday on my birthday. No, oh, no. one even knew it was my birthday, and <laughs> they sang to her and all brought her presents. Oh, what a! I mean, 
I guess you're a better person than me because I would have in the <laughs> invite been like, sorry, guys, not going to make it. It's my birthday too. But that's just me. I, I love my birthday and I'll make – I don't keep my birthday a secret. That's I make sure, me. Uh, yeah. I'm I, with you too. But there are a lot of girls that are kind of – like a lot of people that are just a little bit like embarrassed to let people know that it's their birthday. So I could see that happening. I'm mm-hmm. sad for that girl though because she deserves to be celebrated too. Yeah. Um <laughs> This is just breaking my heart. My family sends B-Day wishes for everyone in the family text thread. They've forgotten my birthday for the last two years. No. Honey, we just need to text your family. And somehow, (laughs) if you will let me know their phone numbers, we are going to make sure that year three, that does not happen. Um, Someone said that she planned a whole trip to go out of town for her birthday. All of her best friends were committed. They all bailed the day of. Okay. This Not is what I'm going to say. That's 100% <laughs> what I was going to say, Cody. As much, I actually love that you were a party planner and that you planned what you wanted to do for your birthday because how fun. But the people that bail the day of are not your best friends. So try it again with a new group of friends. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. Everyone forgot about my birthday and my brother and friend had me help them go ask their dates to prom. So she's out like doing, <laughs> making everybody's other yes. dates are going well, but hers, oh. Yeah. Um, someone wrote, everything got shut down on my birthday because of COVID and my family forgot my birthday. It was a very stressful day. You know what? I think there is something to be said about, I know that I have been the one, um, I don't ever know the date. I, it is rare for me to know the date. Yeah. And so I have to have someone have had like interaction with me a couple days previous to their birthday and help me recognize the date because I am guilty of, I love celebrating people. Yeah, you do. Yes, I you do. I love a party. I it. love making people know that they're loved. I just don't ever know the date. So <laughs> if people will throw me that bone and let me know yes. on a Thursday— this is the date. It is my birthday. <laughs> I am all in. But Everybody she's right. Text you know, there's stress. <laughs> there's stressful times, and sometimes I think people just you don't know, even know let the people day. know. Don't be shy about it because yes. I feel like that is the solution to so many of these sad days where like people forgot about them. Like just do it. Just yes. let people know. Like on Facebook, I like that feature where it like tells you when it's somebody's birthday. I feel like that's mm-hmm. often how I find out if mm-hmm. it's somebody's birthday or not. But you know. Be mm-hmm. the person that texts it to the family and be like, hey, my birthday's coming up. Mm-hmm. Just want you to know. <laughs> yeah. And then someone wrote, I had COVID on my birthday. So oh, boo hoo. That is a bummer. And w- you know what? Like we said, this is just letting you know hundreds of people have had a birthday that they haven't really yeah. loved, but you are loved. And these bad experiences, you know, one, one time, one birthday. I love that people are willing to submit it and laugh about it yes. and just be like, this kind of was the worst, but it is what it is moving on. Now they have a funny story. And yeah, I challenge people just like Cody did. Let people know when it's your birthday. You can't rely on the Facebook um, notifications to let True. people know True. because some people aren't checking Facebook. So yep. anyway. Yep. And if it's your birthday today, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. We didn't forget you. We did not forget you. And I'm sure that all of you are like covering your ears. We we probably just ruined their birthday by trying to sing. No, I'm kidding. No, I love it. 
Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Okay, now we'll dive into this conversation with Elizabeth Baker. Take it away. Okay, I'm so excited. We finally get to introduce you and let you hear Elizabeth Baker's voice. She's our special guest that we were telling you about before. She is a customer of Mixers and she is a lover of her power. And But more than that, what I wanted to have her on here for is to talk with a lot of you girls because I feel like there's a lot of you girls out there that might listen to this episode today and you might hear some things that maybe kind of hit home for you. And you might relate to some of the things that Elizabeth is is going to share with us. And that's my hope. Um, Elizabeth is going to tell us her story, so I'm not going to tell that for her. But but I just am excited for you girls to be able to learn from Elizabeth and hopefully just be inspired. And this might be a life-changing episode for you. So just like Elizabeth, actually her life has changed listening to a podcast episode, right? Yes. And I'm just so excited to be here. And I'm so excited that I get to share my story. I'm such a talker and I just want to share everything all the time. And I just think that my story is not unique, but I, and also like, I just feel like so many people need to hear this story because I feel like so many women are going to relate to it in one way or another. And if someone out there that's listening to this goes and gets help or starts, you know, is more conscious about maybe where anxiety might be coming from um, for them and everything that, I don't know, I just, it'll make it worth it for me to share my story. I love it. And we appreciate you coming and just telling your story because that can be vulnerable. But um, we talked a little bit about it in our intro, but Elizabeth um, has... Uh, has ADHD. and But before she even knew she had ADHD, she thought she just had anxiety. So this is something that was kind of never put together by anyone that was that she went to go and see when she was seeking answers and things like that. Um, and it took, uh, how many years did you? Um, I was treated for anxiety and depression for about 15 years. So 15 years. So I just want you, Elizabeth, just start from the beginning. Just okay. tell us your story because I think it's really amazing. Okay. Um, I love it. I love this so much. So I grew up in Canada on the prairies. Um, if you've ever seen the movie or the TV show, Little House on Prairie, uh, maybe <laughs> not that extreme, <laughs> but um, I, I went there, a little town only had about 300 people in it and I was super active. I played all the sports. You know, I started at the beginning of the school year. I'd do volleyball, then I'd do basketball, and then whatever was going on, I was always super, super active. And when I graduated and moved out, um, I was able to still be a little more active. And it wasn't until I was about 21 years old and I decided to serve a mission for the, my church that um, I started feeling anxiety for the first time. And I had no idea what it was. I just really felt like tight inside. I felt like everything was going wrong. I felt like the world was going to end and I couldn't figure it out. And so I spent, um, like at first, when I first started feeling these feelings, I wasted so much time trying to figure out what was wrong all the time when nothing was ever really wrong. And so um, it kind of started off really mild. 
And I'd only notice it on a few days here and there. And then I got over to Ukraine. And about halfway through my mission, it started getting really, really bad. And I had no idea what was going on. Um, I was super naive to anxiety and depression because no one ever really talked about it. This was in 2004, 2005 in there. And yeah, people never really talked about it. And so as my mission went on and anxiety was getting worse and worse, um, I started hyper-focusing on my weight. Mm. Um, No one ever told me I was fat. No one... I never really had body image issues or mm-hmm. anything like that, but um, all this anxiety. And now, you know, fast forward 15 years later, I understand that was my ADHD kicking mm-hmm. in and hyper-focusing and wanting to control things yeah. around me. Mm-hmm. And so I really started trying to f- uh, control my weight and trying to see how low it could go. So it, it really did turn into um, anorexia. Right. And that was, that's like really hard for me to share. I think out of all, mm-hmm. everything, part of my story to admit that I had an eating disorder was probably, was yeah. probably like the hardest that's part. That's super vulnerable. And, and it is amazing. That's why I appreciate you sharing this because one thing that's, that's very common for many girls that I've worked with and that I know about, um, that have had eating disorder issues is that it always kind of stems back to this need for control. So if you were you know, in a state where you're living out of country, you're in a foreign country, um, you're having these anxiety attacks, your your life felt very out of control. So oh, it actually sure. makes a lot of sense psychologically why you would be prone to have an eating disorder. Um, but it's amazing that now you have been able to kind of get the tools. You're understanding, like you said, you're looking back now 15 years and you're understanding, okay, I get, I get why this happened. So I, I appreciate that you shared this, like I said, because I do think that back then, especially, it was kind of a, um, it was kind of not taboo, but it was just wasn't, there was a little stigma that was kind of around it. Yeah. There's a lot of shame with it, yeah. you know, and I felt like I couldn't really, obviously the people around me could see what was happening, mm-hmm. um, but no one ever dared say anything to me until I had one companion, mission companion, that could really figure out what, like she she experienced anxiety. She was familiar with it. And she goes, you're having anxiety. Mm. And I'm like, oh, is that what this is? Like, I just, by that point though, like my eating, my anorexia was really out of control. Um, I was, you know, way too light. And anyways, and I got to a point where I just couldn't even leave my bed one day. And that's not normal for me Mm -hmm. at all. I've never been prone to just stay in bed ever. And so, it was a real low point of everything. And so um, once I understood that I was experiencing really high anxiety and depression, bless her, I will love her and thank her for the rest of my life for being so patient with me and so loving and knowing how to handle that. Because yeah, so understanding, it sounds yes, like. Yeah, so understanding. She really helped me get through the rest of my mission because I was in the middle of Ukraine. I didn't have, I couldn't go see anybody. I couldn't, you know, I either had to go home, mm-hmm. which maybe I should have, <laughs> honestly, yes. mm-hmm. or just kind of just do what I can to get through my mission. And that's what I ended up doing. And then when I got home, I ended up seeing, going and search, searching out a therapist on my own. I didn't want my family to know. I didn't want my friends to know. Interesting. Mm. You know, because everything was always so shame, yeah. like all the shame and tabooness around. I don't know if taboo tabooness is a word, but <laughs> it is. Let's yeah. make it a word. <laughs> well, I'm making, yeah, I'm yeah. using it, but um, and I just felt like I had to hide that part, which made yeah. it worse because I heard once that our secrets make us sick. And it's I, so true, and it just like stuck. It just like really stuck with me ever since I heard that phrase. I didn't hear it till recently, but yeah, I just it mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense to me and. 
So as, you know, the years kind of went on and um, I was told that, you know, I was only 25 and I was still single. And of course, someone told me, oh, you're just sad because you're not married yet. Oh, I'm like, oh, brother. <laughs> um, no, do you, I, clearly you don't know who I am, <laughs> yeah. but no. And, you know, nothing was ever sitting right with me, sure. right? And I tried different medications, um, none of which ever really worked. Now, I am not against medications in any way, mm-hmm. um, but they just were not working for me. So for about 15 years, I was on and off different medications mm-hmm. that I never really felt worked. And um, once I, over the years, as I was able to, you know, exercise a little more and do things that help with ADHD, um, not really knowing that I had that ADHD. That's what you had, right? That, that's what I had. I just but know that help I, with anxiety too like, and depression, especially. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, really, the really hard times is when I was having kids. So I have five kids. Age, wow. Okay. Yeah, ages wow. eleven and down to two. My baby's Busy two. Girl. Yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. And so, but when you're in that state of like having babies and all that kind of stuff, and postpartum um, and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff, you know, like my hormones and my anxiety and depression were just. All, all over, over. all yeah. over the place. And, you know, when you're letting your body heal, you're not exercising as much, you're not moving around mm-hmm. and you're really stuck at home, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And so back in 2019, I was listening to a different podcast and the, the host and the guests were talking about their adult ADHD. And, oh, I guess I should, up to this point, sorry, <laughs> but okay. even before this, um, it's really funny because um, my oldest son, and my ne- the son that's just below me, they were diagnosed with ADHD. Okay. And that was before I realized that you had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, when we were sitting in the office, the <laughs> yeah. doctor was telling us what yeah. was going on. And I was just filling out all these forms and everything like that, <laughs> trying to help my kids. The doctor said, well, ADHD is genetic. Okay. So chances are either of you have it or your parents have it. Mm-hmm. And I remember turning to my husband and <laughs> saying, this is all your fault. Yeah, that's what, that's what you have. That sounds yes, like you. <laughs> this is not me. This is all you. Interesting. And that was back in 2015. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 15, 16 in there. <laughs> yes. You know, and um, <laughs> and so fast forward to 2019, I was listening to this podcast and they're talking about what they struggle with and they're talking about anxiety and ADHD. Mm-hmm. And I was just putting laundry away. It was just a typical day and I was putting away laundry and I swear to you, like, it hit me so hard that I I had to sit down on the bed. Yeah. And it was, you have ADHD. Yeah. All your anxiety, all these issues. Like, I had the worst gut issues all the way from my mission, all the way through. Just horrible. Went to doctors, had all sorts of tests done, and no one could—they just labeled me with IBS because they didn't know what was going right. on. Mm-hmm. And so I had all these gut problems, which you probably like <laughs> in your mind. You're probably like, I know why. I yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. Yeah. All yep. these different all of things. these little things are right? just are things that doctors hopefully are starting to learn are so connected. Yes, but these are all things. So, girls, if you're listening to Elizabeth and you're you notice that you know you know already you've been maybe diagnosed with IBS. IBS is kind of a term that's given to anybody that has. Um, like digestive issues, right? Right. Which, that's exactly what it is that they can't <laughs> figure out. They can't figure it out. And so they just slap on a label. It's IBS, you know? And so I don't want girls that have been given that label to think that all is lost. It's like something you have to deal with forever. It can be healed. Um, but it's so connected to um, what's going on with like anxiety and depression and kind of our mental health as well. Our It's that mind and gut connection. And I know we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but it's so important. So I won't go on on a tangent on it, but just know like if this is sounding familiar to you, that is a place that we want to start. We want to look and see what's going on with your gut health. 
Oh, for sure. And one thing that um, this whole journey has taught me is so often the symptoms that we are exhibiting are actually caused by something totally different, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, my ADHD was causing my anxiety. It wasn't anxiety calling anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, causing that. It was my ADHD. And once, actually, I and even with my gut issues, once I realized I had ADHD, I called my doctors within two weeks. I was diagnosed. And it was just so crazy sitting in the office and filling filling out these forms, the exact same forms <laughs> that I filled out for my sons. But for you. <laughs> but for me. But I was like, why didn't I ever clue into this? Because mm-hmm. I filled out these forms multiple times. Like my husband and I have moved 14 times in 12 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. That should have been the first red flag for us <laughs> that maybe I have ADHD is just because of maybe like— Maybe I do too. I've yeah. moved a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking for that next big adventure, that next big hit because mm-hmm. we naturally have low dopamine levels, right? Yeah. And so we all, we're always looking for that next exciting thing that to raise those dopamine levels. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of times people with ADHD, you see them doing kind of reckless things because they're trying, they love that hit. Yeah, they're of trying to get that dop- hit. I like that word to describe that surge of that dopamine. Surge. Yeah. And then you mix that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another wonderful thing about ADHD is that your executive thinking or your ability to think three, four, five steps ahead is all scrambled. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really hard for me, even knowing I have ADHD, even knowing this about me, Mm -hmm. I just cannot think, you know, three, four steps ahead. Or if you rapid fire three or four steps at me Mm -hmm. and expect me to remember all all four, like Mm -hmm. forget about that. That's not going to happen. Write it down. I'll go one by one. I'll get it done. But you can't do that to me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And anyways, but yeah, I was filling that out. The doctor came in and those tests, um, what what those tests are is if you've never seen one before, it's the, they ask you a question about how often does this happen in your life? Mm-hmm. And you rate it between zero and five or whatever the scale is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through and I'm filling this out and the doctor comes in, he takes a look at it. He gets halfway through, he sits down. He's like, yeah, you have ADHD. Like so, he didn't even finish in any way. He's like, he just looked at your answer. Yes. So what were some of the questions? Do you remember? What yeah, they were? it's just, um, it's really um, focused around um, just like how agitated do you get when this happens mm-hmm. or um, how often do you find yourself doing certain things mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, does it annoy you when certain things happen mm-hmm. or how do you how do you interact with other people around you? And that sort of thing, and and you were rating 10, 10 yes, 10. <laughs> pretty much, and um, and like I said, it was just so interesting that I filled out these questionnaires every time we moved somewhere new. I had to fill out the new questionnaire right. to get the services for my boys, and it never, yeah, it just never included that was me. Yeah, <laughs> and you're in mom mode, you know, exactly. when we're in mom mode, we kind of forget ourselves and take care of those that we need to yeah, take care of. But for sure, yeah. And so once I was officially diagnosed, I started on medication on a really low dosage. And within a couple of days, I just I just remember thinking, oh, is this how other people feel all the time? Just this, like everything's just going to be okay. Just like that more of a calm, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have like 400 projects started and none of them finished. Yeah. And that's another big thing too, why ADHD causes anxiety is because there are so many unfinished things around you, unfinished projects, or, you know, you have so many, you know, like 
um, questions that are unanswered and you have so many um, yeah, there's just things that you ends. want, loose ends everywhere yeah. and you have so much going in your mind. Oh, I can imagine. That would be so, yeah. With no conclusion to any of them. And so mm-hmm. you're like, in another really big tip that uh, me and my, I was talking to a friend over the weekend and um, she doesn't have ADHD, but um, we were talking about how lists, like I'm not prone to make lists mm-hmm. because I'm not overall a very organized individual, but actually lists and schedules are so crucial mm-hmm. for people that have ADHD because the less I have to think about it, right. the less anxiety that I'll have because it's yeah. less like I have to figure something out, right? Mm-hmm. So schedule. So for my boys, they always do 10 times better on strict schedules because then they're not thinking about it. And that's same with me. If yeah. I have to like write down the list. And, and another out for me um, is writing, creative writing, just write. Just get whatever, like a brain dump. Yes, brain dumps are fantastic. That's amazing. Well, let me say a little something about just schedules because I, I'm someone, you know, have you ever done the color code personality test? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, you know, I was on a girl's trip once with my sisters. I'm the youngest of four girls and um, all of us had different personalities, but I came back like super yellow. So I could possibly have ADHD. If you don't know, if you're a yellow personality, like you're motivated by fun. So growing up, that was my, that was the most important thing to me. And so I wasn't always the most organized. I did well in school, but I could have done better. I was just way like, yeah, very distracted. And, um, and so anyways, it, I used to look at schedules and think they were, it was stressful to have to have a schedule that would, like, I would think in my mind, like, I don't want to have to be that kind of girl that has to have some schedule that tells me what I need to do every single day. And it wasn't until probably about a decade ago, honestly, I mean, in all the years I've been (laughs) alive, it took me that long to figure it out that actually having a schedule was so freeing. So being somebody that doesn't even necessarily have the diagnosis of ADHD, just for all of us, having a schedule, having some order and, you know, in your life actually does relieve a lot of that stress, a lot of the anxiety, all of that. So yeah, I can completely see that's a really good tip for all of us, not just you girls that might be. (laughs) I'm the same way too. And that's why I'll go, I'll get really excited about it and I'll buy a planner or a schedule. Mm -hmm. And I've so like, Talk to my like. Don't talk to my husband because it's one of his pet peeves. I'm sure that <laughs> sure. I do. Is I have a dresser drawer full of all these planners that I've got so excited. And I'm like, I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna schedule. You know, I'm so good at scheduling, and they sit empty. I'm really bad at that. But um, I especially like it if someone can give me a schedule. Like because yeah. I'm like you. It's like I don't. I don't like the thought of being controlled right. in any way. Mm-hmm. But having someone say, "Hey, I need you to do this, this, this at this time." then it like it is free. Mm-hmm. The anxiety does go away for sure. And um, we were, um, I'm going to squirrel out on you. That's okay. Let's <laughs> my, go. My, my, thought, my thought is like <laughs> looping around. It makes sense in my mind. Yes. It probably is not going to make sense hey, to your I, listeners. But, it's okay. We'll bring it back. Um, but I was going to say that once I got diagnosed and I was on medication, I, and just knowing that I had ADHD and that's where the anxiety was coming mm-hmm. from, just alleviated a lot of that anxiety, just having those answers, right? Mm -hmm. It just helped out so much. And then not only did my anxiety go down, but 90% of my gut problems went away. Mm. Just like after years and years of suffering from gut problems. Mm -hmm. And then to have them like almost cured within a few weeks, like it blows my mind. Right. And it just like, that's why I'm so vocal about it because there's so many things, like physical things that, so many women are suffering from just because we don't talk about it. And it's, 
and it's we get so stressed out and oh we can't talk about the bathroom we can't mm-hmm. talk about our gut we can't mm-hmm. you know that's can't embarrassing talk about we can't talk about exactly yeah. right this is why this podcast exists so we can yeah. have these kinds of conversations exactly and I know I agree with you I feel like having that's what I always say knowledge is power you girls are sick of me saying that but um having a diagnosis like that it can because it makes you understand where it's coming from if it, everything is unknown then you're just you never know when it's going to hit you you never know how you're going to be ready if you're going to be ready to deal with it when it does hit you, all of that. And so I could see how that would just totally exacerbate. And, you know, stress uh, is going to be, it's like the root of all evil, I swear. It's like the, it is the root cause of most of the diseases that we deal with. And so if you're constantly under a state of stress, your gut knows and your gut responds to that stress response. And so it will not function optimally. It is not, it is, it is powerful for the bad gut bacteria and it's like deadly for the good bacteria. Um, so it's important for you to kind of make sure that you, you have those answers so that you can just, even if it's just to relieve that stress, that, that reduction in stress alone is going to make a huge difference for your overall health. Um, but I think it's important for us too. I know that you, um, the reason you, you reached out to us is because you are on medication, but you are also doing lifestyle strategies to help deal with your ADHD. Um, so will you share some of the lifestyle things that you're doing? Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, um, Thank you so much for bringing that up because that's one of the things I tried to stress. That yes, I'm on medication, but I look at my medication more as like, I don't know if crutch is the right word, but let's say like something is off in my mm-hmm. mind because of the ADHD. So let's say you have a broken leg. You're going to use that crutch to mm-hmm. strengthen that leg, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and think the, of it in a positive. It's a exactly. support. It's a support. It's not, yeah, it's not a hindrance. It's a support. No, yes. and the mm-hmm. medication is supposed to help me get up out of the house mm-hmm. to go do the things that will actually help. And mm-hmm. I'm just a big, big um, advocate for that where there has to be, like, you can't just rely on the medication to solve all your problems. The medication is only there to help you live the life, a more healthy or life it and lifestyle. It manages symptoms. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I don't know if I'll ever be off of my medication. Um, I don't know, like, unlike a broken leg that will heal, then you'll no longer need mm-hmm. the crutch. Um, and sometimes the word crutch, I don't know if that's the right word, because there's sometimes a really negative connotation yeah. to that. We just need to think of it like support. Yeah, yeah. support mm-hmm. for sure. And um, some of the things that um, that I try to do, because I'm taking that medication, I have to be really careful with the amount of caffeine I consume. Mm-hmm. Because without the without medication, caffeine is actually a stimulant for ADHD, which can be a good thing um, for some people. But because I'm on the medication and my medication is a stimulant, I don't need the caffeine input. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those people for the longest time I could like I could drink 44 ounces of my diet Dr Pepper and fall asleep in 10 minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it it doesn't really phase yeah, me. Yeah, we at all have so, different varying degrees right? of like tolerance of caffeine, and so right? I know people like you, but then yes. but it's still even if you are like Elizabeth and you could drink all of this caffeine and then go to bed, it's still creating stress yes. in your body. Yeah, exactly, and so that's not a good thing because mm-hmm. I'm thinking my body can handle it when really it's just causing really bad side right. effects mm-hmm. but that I don't even realize, right? And so when I found, the reason why I approached you and Jess is because when I found her power, it was, I just like, oh, I just fell in love with it so quickly because instead of taking pre-workout, because I was finding that, you know, when I was really groggy waking up and I go to the gym. That's one of the things I do do is mm-hmm. every morning I wake up at the same time, no matter what's going on in my life, I wake up at the same time. I wake up at between 5 and 5.30, and then um, I go to the gym. Mm. And I'm really, 
physical activity is really good for people with ADHD. It is crucial. It's yes. just as important, honestly, oh, as for sure. the medication. But it it's is. hard to get yourself to feel like you can go do that yes. and have the exercise be medication without yes. maybe the medication that you're already on, exactly. right? Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. And I was finding that when I would take pre-workout, even a small amount of mm-hmm. it, I would never do the full amount because I knew that was way too much. I found that it was really having horrible side effects. Like, oh, my heart, my heart would get way too high. Like, like palpitations were yes, high. And, and it would hurt. And I would stay up in like the 190 to oh, wow. 200. Like it Whoa. was, it would get up there. And it was just, I knew that wasn't mm-hmm. right for me. But at the same time, I wanted something to like... Get you going in the yes, morning. Yes, get mm-hmm. me going in the morning. Help me focus rather than walking around for two hours trying to get my brain to wake up in order to get anything done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I started drinking Her Power first thing in the morning when I wake up. And it has been life-changing. It's been just so nice. And I take, like, I'll drink that before I go to the gym. And I don't, I find myself, I don't need pre-workout. I don't Mm -hmm. need um, that extra stimulant that messes with my heart and everything Mm -hmm. to, um, to get going and everything. And, and so I'll take in the morning and then usually by two or three in the afternoon, when my medication is worn off and I just kind of, and everybody gets this kind of the afternoon, yeah, the like, afternoon, ugh, yeah. blahs, mm-hmm. or I don't know yeah, what you want to call all, it. Yeah, I don't know what we call it, but just the blahs. Yeah, yeah. the blahs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I'll take it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just perfect. I don't find that I'm up all night um, and anything like that. Because ADHD medication can definitely has its negative side effects. Um, it messes with your appetite. Mm-hmm. I notice it more so in my boys. That's why, you know, I have one that doesn't take medication and then I have one that does. And the reason why, and or sorry, and then over the summer, I took the one that is on medication off because it just messes with his appetite so much right. and it suppresses it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a real ADHD medication has to be taken in a very controlled environment, you know, talk to your doctors. Mm-hmm. You can't, it's so easy to, um, what's the word? To like, abuse. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, to abuse. Um, it's one of the top abuse drugs out there. Mm-hmm. And so I get nervous or a little bit leery about pushing medication in right. any way mm-hmm. because it definitely has its negative side yeah. effects. And if mm-hmm. I take it too late in the day, it messes with your sleeping as well. Right. It, I have a, a good friend, one of my best friend's daughters, very like she has severe ADHD, but Mm -hmm. she has little timers on her phone because they'll have a little timer on her phone that will tell her when it's time to take the medication. And so that's how she remembers to do that. But yeah, they have to be very careful to not have her take it too late in the day because it will just keep her wired up all night. Yes. Mm -hmm. I could be completely exhausted Mm -hmm. and just, and then that caused my anxiety to go up because that feeling of being so tired, you want to sleep, but can't like Mm. that, that's an automatic stress right there. Stress right there. Mm -hmm. Right. And so definitely like learn all you can about before just thinking that the medications can cure everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's so much help out there. Like her, her power is excellent help. So if you are somebody that you know, exhibits the same, like relates to my story is that, hey, that's me. That's exactly like me, me, me. But you're just like, actually, I just don't want to go through the hassle of going to the doctor and getting medication and all this kind of stuff. There's, there is still a ton of help out there. Just Mm -hmm. changing, changing up your diet, changing up, you know, what you're drinking and just getting the right nutrients into your body because, um, that plays a huge role in the way that I handle my ADHD. Like I don't rely on my medication 
to just cure me and just fix everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, it definitely helps with my anxiety and brings it down for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, that's it's just really yeah. important to like. I love that mindset. Out. Yeah, yeah, totally perfect mindset because medication should just be one of the tools that you use. And so, and I love that you discovered her power and you used it as a pre-workout because a lot of girls do know of her power as being something that can help kind of give you the natural energy that you need to get through a workout. Um, But I was sharing with Elizabeth why it was helping her with her oh, ADHD. This is so interesting to me because I had no idea yeah. that this was happening. I just knew that it was working <laughs> and that was it. So, you know, when we were formulating um, her power, we wanted to give women an alternative to caffeine, but we also wanted to help support just brain health and um, healthy neurotransmitter production. And neurotransmitters are like what we call a lot of times our happy hormones. So, you know, Elizabeth was talking about dopamine and serotonin. Those are probably the two that are most, you know, we're most familiar familiar with. These are the um, neurotransmitters or happy hormones that help us to feel happy and to feel calm and to, you know, they, they give us that euphoric feeling. And people that have ADHD, like Elizabeth, people that are dealing with anxiety, people that are dealing with depression or other mental um, disorders, they have a, a hard time um, making enough of these neurotransmitters on their own. And so that is why they are doing things like she was saying to kind of give themselves that hit, whether it's something dangerous or they might be looking for some type of a drug or some kind of caffeine or something to give them that kind of hit or boost. Um, but what her power does is it is it is full of what we call nootropics, um, but they're also known, you can just think of them as amino acids. I feel like people are familiar with amino acids and a lot of like pre-workouts and stuff, they're like, get your amino acids in it. Well, amino acids, if you want to think about what they do with the body is that, um, let's go back to like just serotonin and talk about like where ser- serotonin is produced. It's produced in our brain, but it's also produced in our gut. Okay. And so that's why I was mm-hmm. like, I love that you brought up the gut issue stuff because a lot of times if we can focus on gut health, we can really fix our serotonin um, deficiency issues. But in order for our body to be able to release serotonin, we have to give the body the right amino acids. And there's essential amino acids that we can't, our body doesn't make on its own. We have to actually take in from the nutrients around us, the food that we're eating. And um, and so if we're not getting good, healthy foods that are full of um, these amino acids, things like, you know, turkey and chicken and, you know, other um veggies and stuff like that. That's where we can get these types of um, nutrients that help to then go in. And um, I like to think of these amino acids as like a little key. They like open up the door to like let serotonin and dopamine be released. And so that is what we have in her power. We have four main amino acids. We have myo-inositol, we have arginine, citrulline, and L-theanine. And L-theanine is so like, there's so much research out there that shows that it is so beneficial for um, people with ADHD because it can do two things. It can give you the energy that you need during the day, but it's also going to give you really like a a calming sense and like control and like focus. And it can help you actually sleep really great at night. So people always ask like, can I take her power at night? And I'm like, yeah, you actually can. Cause it's not a stimulant. It's not going to give you that like last stressed out, you know, caffeine fill, but it's going to give you these, um, these little keys that help unlock all of these happy hormones for you, help you give you that focus, that concentration, that calm, that, um, lessening of depression and anxiety. So it's just so neat. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I would just take it because I was literally feeling all those uh, side effects of like that calming, and but yet I'm not tired. Yeah. And 
you know, all these different things that you just talked about. I can't say those names that you said, <laughs> but I just know that it works. Yeah. So that's, that's all incredible, that matters, right? right? Yeah. I know. I, I love get, that. I get nerdy and I'm like, I want to know what's <laughs> in it. But all you do need to know is just like what Elizabeth is sharing is that, you know, her power is something that can be a powerful tool as well. And as well as exercises, as well as eating a healthy diet, as well as maybe talking to your doctor and finding out um, if there's a medication that can also work for you as well. But this is the thing that we wanted to share with you girls today is we wanted to share this story with Elizabeth um, so that those of you who maybe are listening that are relating to her story might go get the right diagnosis. They're going to be able to get the right team that surrounds them. But also to know that there are alternatives out there. There are like options out there for you that are natural that there are no harmful side effects that can help you be able to manage your life um, and your moods and your focus and all of the things so much better. And that is such an empowering feeling. And and if we could get on top of this, like I, I always say, like our, our mixer's mission is to like help women to feel their best so they can go out and do their best. And I love that. Right. And that's what it. that's what you needed. You yeah. you're here, this amazing woman. You're you need to go out and raise these five kids and you know, do all the things that are important to do. But if you're suffering with anxiety, you're suffering with ADHD, that's, that's it's like a prison. It's, it's like, like a, a prison. It's a self-made prison that you don't have to be in, that there's so much help out there. Yeah. Alternative help, like whatever you're comfortable with. And yeah, I just that's why I fell in love with mixers because <laughs> it just has made an impact and a difference in my life. Life for sure. Well, we at Mixers love you. So thank oh, you thanks. so much for joining us today. And girls, thank thanks you. for listening in again. We'd love to have you. We're so excited to um, come back again next Tuesday. Jess and I are here every Tuesday. Um, have you guys subscribed yet? Come on. If you haven't yet, it's time. You got to go subscribe because, you know, if you're ADHD, you might forget that <laughs> there's <laughs> exactly. a, an episode that comes out every single Tuesday. So just go subscribe. It'll just automatically show up on your phone and your app, wherever it is that you're listening to podcasts. And um, we love to have you along for the conversation. There's a lot of things that we need to keep talking about. So share these episodes with your girlfriends, all the girls that you love in your life. Um, we really appreciate all of the ratings and reviews that you guys um, give us and how you guys are sharing it, like I said, with all of the ones that you love. It makes a big difference. It helps us to get into the ears of so many other women who really maybe need to hear the stories that we're sharing about here. So until then, you guys have an awesome week. We sure love you. And we will be back next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.